Welcome Pastor Ruth. Please stand up. Give her a hand. All the way from the Gold Coast, Pastor Ruth Whitehead. You may be seated in Christ. Yes, awesome. It is good to be back, but I can tell you I did not miss you last week. I'm just being honest. I just had a, we had a wonderful time. It is the first Sunday we have had off in a whole year. So it's been well earned, and Paul and I and the children enjoyed our break, and it was good. And when we were flying in, we asked the um, stewards on the airplane, we said, what's the weather been like? He said, it's been awful in the Gold Coast. It's been freezing and it's been raining. And I said, well, guess what? That's about a change because the whiteheads are coming to town. And he went, who's the whiteheads? Who's the whiteheads? And I went, us. Said, the weather is going to be great. And I want to tell you, do you know what we had? Because I asked God for it. Sunshine, hot weather. They were saying, this is unreal. We have had cold weather and it is nice. I went, I know, it's because we're here. And when we went to the theme parks, I asked for cloud coverage because I didn't want to get fried. My Scottish skin doesn't cope with lots of harsh sunshine. And do you know what we got? Cloud coverage. I can tell you, our God answers prayer. So you need to pray. You need to pray. Okay, we are talking this morning about Honor in our nation. Wow, what a great subject honor is. And as Pastor Aaron has said, honor is all about God's kingdom, isn't it? And we are people of God's kingdom. And so I want to just share a few things before I hand over to an even more amazing speaker. And it's found in uh, Isaiah 60. I'm going to start here. Isaiah 60, verse 1, and it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you. Isn't that awesome? And his glory appears over you. And what does it say? This is a promise. Nations will come to your light. Oh, I love that. And kings to the brightness of your dawn. What a great verse. What a great verse. So do you know what those two words say at the start? Arise, shine. That means that we are to stand up and stand out. Do you know God has called us to stand up and stand out in our nation? And when we start to honor and value those that God has placed around us and in authority over us, we will, I can guarantee you will stand up and you will stand out. It is such a great promise. See, if if, um, all you see is the negative, that's what it will become. And you know, Jesus, when he went out into the community, he was one that honored. And all honor means to value someone. Jesus didn't look at someone like when they came to him and it was a demon-possessed man. He never saw a demon-possessed man. He saw a man who was clothed and in his right mind. That's what the scripture says. If you go to your work and all you see is your grumpy boss, that's what it'll be to you. But when you honor him over you and you value him and you see him as someone who has a lot of um, stuff, a load on his shoulders... 
and he's got a lot of pressure and stress that he can have that we know nothing about at times, but when you start to see him as a man who needs encouraged, who needs a smile, who needs built up, he w- things will change. You are called to be an influence and to be a changer in the environment around you. And do you know that you were called to be salt? That's one of the words that Jesus said about us. He said, God called us to be influencers for good in our community and nation. That's why he called us salt. But you know, salt cannot flavor what it does not touch. What are you touching around you? What are you salting around you? What are you placing, giving value to around you? And Evangeline, she's, on, she's just turned nine, but for a, a long time now, you know, everywhere, wherever I'm shopping, wherever we go, even at the Gold Coast, she'll just randomly, and I mean randomly, and I've never told her to do this, she goes out and she says, you look so beautiful today. Everybody, she does it. Even like she said it to people that are behind the counter, and some of them, I, I have to say, they don't look beautiful. They, they look like they've had a night on the town. They look terrible, some of them. And she just says, you look so beautiful today. She's given encouragement. And I said to her one day, I said, why do you say that? Because I was interested. I said, why do you say that? And she says, do you know what, Mum? I've noticed, and this is her when she's seven or eight year old, I've noticed that when I say that, it makes people happy and it makes them smile. Are you encouraging the boss that you work for? Are you placing value and honoring those who you work in, who are in authority over you? And so what does that, what does God, um, the verses that God brings to us, I shall um, just look it up. This is what God says. Everyone, and it's found in Romans 13 verse 1, everyone must submit or give honor himself to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. They're established by God. You might think you voted them in, but guess what? They're established by God. And this is what it says further down. Verse 4, for he is God's servant to do you good. And further down it says he is God's servant. That is why we pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants. Isn't that amazing? These are actually, these people in our nation are God's servants. And notice in verse 1 it says, all authority is of God. It does not say all authority is godly, because there is many people that are out there that are not godly, that are ruling nations, but all authority is of God, and we are asked... And as people, I know that Excite Church, we value and we honor all those in authority. Isn't that great? And so as a church, we value and we honor as a church. So every Christmas, we give big, big honor baskets to those in our community who govern. So that is, um, we give to the fire brigade as well. We give to the police. We give to the MPs and the mayors. And we bless them. We write a card that says, we thank you for what you're doing in our community and nation, and we honor you. And because we're honoring, it unlocks blessing like we've got. It unlocks the blessing. It opens up 
blessing for you when you honor other people. And you know that Paul and I have, um, and this church, have seen blessing in this community through us honoring. We have had people that have come to us, MPs, mayors, people that work in council authorities, and they are saying, we have heard what you are doing because we believe in doing things with excellence and honor. And uh, one day when I was even having a nap, and I've shared this before, we got a phone call from John Key's um, office to say that they were coming and they wanted to come and visit our um, business. And they, uh, John Key was there in person and he opened one of um, our sheds in our business. And, you know, when he was there, we honored him. And um, we told him that, you know, we pray for him. We, we honor him. And um, we were able to give him another big gift, him himself, a big gift basket with lots of honey and, and lozenges and things. So he's all sussed for the winter now. Cold? Nah. He's got lots of manuka honey to keep him healthy and whole. So it was great. So um, I just wanted to share that. And I think that I'm actually just going to hand over to Paul. Awesome, Paul. Fantastic. Isn't she good, eh? Shall we just uh, close the service now, eh? I bet oh, that's dangerous saying that because you all shout out, yes. So are you awake? Oh, good, good. Did you enjoy that coffee? You know, some churches have uh, the coffee after the service. And uh, maybe that's just to make sure people are awake, uh, fully awake before they drive home, eh? But we like to have the coffee break in the middle of the service so you're fully awake. And so when we get up here and speak, you're all ears, eh? Praise God. <laughs> Speaking about being awake, I was a little bit sleepy on the way home when we got back to Auckland. It was pouring with rain and that. I don't know, we ended up in rush hour traffic. And uh, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you come, we're country bumpkins up here, aren't we, Mark, you know? And, uh, <laughs> you know, those lights, we don't have many lights around Kiri Kiri. But the traffic was going slowly through the lights and... It was still green. I decided to follow on, but it all stopped all of a sudden. Here I am parked in the middle of another lane, and suddenly there's uh, this car there. Once they started wanting to come through, honking the horn, flashing the lights, and we just sat there and smiled and thought, well, we can't do anything. We might just enjoy the moment. <laughs> all this raid, road rage, you know, people looking out their window and, and uh, waving to us. <laughs> anyway, it's amazing. It's amazing how, how someone gets when they get behind, uh, behind uh, the wheel, isn't it? You know, it, 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 some, somehow they change. They can turn into a, almost a wild animal sometimes. You know, I saw this in Bangladesh years ago when I went over there, you know, and many of those people have very, very little to live on. But once they get behind a car, it's all like honking the horn. There'd be at least 30 horns going at any one given time. And it's like it was in Dhaka City. Four lanes of traffic. You can hardly work out where the lanes are all merging at the lights, honking their horns, yelling. They live on $2 a day, but when they get behind the wheel, for once in their lifetime, they've got some power. And uh, anyway, speaking about honour, Abraham Lincoln uh, said, he said, nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Give him some authority. Give him power. Get him behind the wheel of a car. I don't know how you're like in traffic or when you get behind a car and there's someone slow in front of you. I know how I've been at times, but uh, thank, thank the Lord for the Lord and his presence and how he changes lives as we've been hearing this morning, eh? Our actions come from our beliefs. That was really good. 
And then, and then, and then that verse, you know, all that we're required to do is just to believe. That was excellent, excellent, fabulous. Really enjoyed that testimony this morning. First Peter two verse thirteen and fourteen. One Peter two. For those of you who got your iPad or your Bible or your phone. <laughs> One Peter two verse thirteen and fourteen. Submit yourself. You submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish, that's by God, to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. The Lord knows that we need leaders in our nation. Godly leaders. The Lord also knows that you need a godly leader in your family or godly leaders in our families, bringing up families and children. I want to ask you this morning, are you that godly leader? We always like to look to others, whether it's to the pastors, whether it's to our prime minister, whether it's to the police, our MP, or our mayor, whoever it is. But I want to ask you, are you that godly leader? How are you as a leader? When you grow as a leader, it becomes less about your rights and it becomes more about your responsibilities. But so often in the world that we live in today, people are standing up for their rights. And I don't know where the thinking of the world has really gone. I don't, I don't know, like I, I watch the news quite a bit in America and different places and... Uh, you know, and maybe there's a time sometimes to protest, but I think there's a, there's a time to get up and uh, to encourage our national leaders, to pray for our national leaders, to believe in them. You know, who ever thought that throwing stones and rocks at the police is going to make them do their job better? You know, where is people's minds at sometimes? You know, yelling obscenities, you know, out the window of your car to someone else that's parked across the lights. Is that going to change things a whole lot? <laughs> I don't know. You know, getting down and protesting about all the negative things about our government. and What about getting out and uh, just supporting, supporting those in authority? What about thinking about the positive things about them? What about our children? You know, just protesting about every negative thing that our kid does. Don't do that. Don't touch that. Don't, you know, is that going to make him a better kid? Putting up a sign at school, you know, don't step on the grass. You know, is that going to stop the children from not stepping on the grass? You know, sometimes if we affirm positive behaviors, positive traits, be there to support, what a difference uh, that will make. And we need to do it with our national leaders. It's not about how well they're doing their job. It's about how well we're doing what God has called us to do here at Excite. We can change our town. We can change our nation. We can change our leaders for good. People, if you read your Bible, have done that in the past. Think of the influence that Daniel had over, over Babylon there, over Nebuchadnezzar. Think of the influence of David. I'm jumping ahead in my message here today, but we'll just go with it. David, he was anointed by Saul to be king, but he waited for years he was an honorable character. He wrote many psalms in the Bible. He was already anointed to be king, but he was pursued by Saul, who had also uh, many years previous been anointed by uh, Samuel the prophet 
to be king of Israel. And David was a little bit like our Evangeline. He saw the good. He played the harp when Saul was down and depressed. A couple of times, Saul took the javelin and went to throw it at him to kill him. He was hunted down by Saul, and uh, he had to flee for his life. And one day he was in a cave, a massive cave, the cave of Adullam with 400 men. And David was asleep there. Oh, no, sorry, he was in the cave, and Saul was coming to look for him. And he happened to pick the same cave to come in and have a sleep, the king did. And Dave's men were telling him, David, uh, who wasn't yet king, this is David that killed Goliath we're talking about here this morning. He, his men encouraged him to uh, take the opportunity and kill Saul. Now's your opportunity, he's hunting you down. But David wouldn't do that. But he went up and he just cut a little bit off the side of his garment carefully. And uh, even then his heart was smitten because of what he did. But you know, David wasn't looking for revenge. David was there praying, supporting, honoring the king, even though he was hunted down by the king. And you know, when Jonathan and King Saul died, David mourned for them. David even wrote a lament and got all Israel to mourn and lament over King Saul and, 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 and Jonathan. And I think it's good if we learn what it is to honor people in our nation, in our town. I believe, we, see, we've been doing this uh, series on the honor key, and it's the last of the series today, and uh, a nation of honor. And if we want New Zealand to be a nation of honor, that is what we're to see. If we want our prime minister to be honorable prime minister, that is what we are to see. If we want the MPs in parliament to be honorable, let's see and highlight that. If you want our mayor to be honorable, let's see and speak it out and pray and believe for that. Do you think that's going to change anything? It's like we were told this morning, all we need to do is believe. It's quite dry in Australia. <laughs> We're out looking for wallabies uh, one day, and all we found was some wannabes. So, <laughs> no, <Nah>, never mind. <laughs> so, a nation of honor. A real leader sees potential in you before they see potential in themselves. Seeing potential in each other. This is where it starts. Seeing potential in our community. Honoring what little there is there. There is so much. When you start to have the right eyes and view for, through God's eyes, you start to see there's so much. Even, even when we arrived back yesterday, we had someone come into our home, asking, and they're, they're quite prominent in the community and what they're doing and serving the community, looking to us for advice. People come to you when you honor people. People are drawn to you. They look for your advice. And uh, we, honestly, as Ruth was saying, we can change an, a nation. We can change a community. We can change a Northland. A real leader is servant of all. Good leaders are secure in who God has made them as well. Are you secure in who you are? Don't try and be someone else. If you're a builder, don't try and be a doctor. If you're a lawyer, don't try and be a pastor. The church doesn't want to be under law. We want to be under grace, don't we? Yeah, we enjoy the freedom and the liberty of, of, and the blessing and the favor of God through His grace. 
God's riches at Christ's expense. God's unlimited, unmerited favor towards us. Why can't we have that towards our national leaders? Why can't we have that same favor towards each other? We do. That's what we see. We see a, we see a nation of honor. You know, I see a nation of honor. I do. I see it. A nation honoring each other. I see that. You ever heard someone say to you, what you see is what you get? It works. You know, we're the, we're the children of our father. The apple doesn't, the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. What we speak out happens just like what he did. You know, the power of the tongue. It's like a little match that can set on fire a forest or a rudder on a ship or a, a bit in a horse's mouth. It turns the words are so powerful. So what we see is what we get. So don't try and be somebody else. Take, take great pride in being who God has made you. It's a privilege. The privilege of a lifetime is being who God has made you, being the person he's made you to be. Of course, what we see on TV and everything is everything portrayed and, and superstars and models and everyone wanting to be, oh, I'd love to be that, I'd love to be that person. You're just you. But you can be the best you that God has made you. Same with me. We're just as important as any other person on this planet, planet whether it's a, a movie star, a rock star, a prime minister, a king of a nation. You and I are kings and priests. God has made us and he's given us honor and he values us and we can be the best person he's made us to be. Praise God as we trust in him. Philippians 2 and verse 3 says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but in humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. You know, even Pilate, when they brought Jesus before him, and they were wicked religious people that were always critical. They, hate, they saw the negative. They hated even the Lord of glory when he came down, the Lord Jesus Christ. What better man could there be? What more honorable person could there be? And he stood before Pilate, and they wanted to do away with him. And, and, and you know what Pilate says in Luke chapter 23, verse 14? He says, you brought this man to me as one who incites the people to rebellion. And behold, having examined him before you, I have found no guilt in this man regarding the charges which you make against him. And that was an ungodly leader. Their pilot said he found no fault in him. How much more with us as we look out? God wants us to be seeing good, proclaiming good, highlighting the good, whether it's in our children, whether it's in each other in the church, instead of being negative. It's so easy to think about the negative things about each other, isn't it? But there's all, if you start looking at the positive, there's always something good. If you want a good day, I often tell my kids, they say, look, I'm bored or I'm not feeling good or, or I'm down. Or I always say, just start counting your blessings. Just start counting them and don't stop. You know, it's, we've got a nice shelter over here for when it rains. You know, we live in a nation where there's peace and safety. We have a, three meals a day. We've got a good bed to sleep in. There's just so much we can be thankful about. And it changes your perspective on life. If we start thinking about the positive things about our national leader, whether it's John Key or, or members of parliament, if we start looking at the positive things, even each other in each other and in our leaders, it's going to transform not only who we are, but it's going to transform who they are. Because words carry power. 
So the greatest way to live with honour and integrity in, in this world is to be what we pretend to be and let it carry power. If our life is lived the way God wants it to be, if it's a life of faith, a walk of faith and trusting in Jesus, if we're doing that one thing and looking to Him and not looking to ourselves, it will transform our lives, our marriages, our community, our nation. We are the answer to this world's need. I see a nation, I see a nation that honors each other. So I want you to know that our country needs you and the leaders of our community need you, our nation needs you to be a leader, needs you to be a builder, needs you to be a source of strength, needs you to speak good, positive, powerful words and to believe and pray for our leaders, speaking good words over them. To be a, uh, not to be a destroyer of what we have been blessed with in our nation. It's so easy to say, oh, this is wrong, and moan and groan about the negatives, but you need to be a leader. God wants you to be a leader in our nation, and you can make a difference. You can change the leaders of our nation by what comes out of your mouth, by, what you, by getting down on your knees and praying for our leaders, by supporting leaders in our community and our nation. By coming alongside them, it's just amazing the difference that you can actually make. When we recognize the value of others, we add value to others. When you recognize the value of others, you add value to them. Rather than taking the value away. As I said before, whoever thought throwing stones at the police is going to add value to them and make them feel good about their job, make them do it better. That's, that's crazy behavior. Crazy. Paul says in um, 1 Timothy 2 and 1, he says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help, help them and intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. All people. All people. No matter who they are. That means the people that stole some of our beehives while we're on holiday, I'm to pray for them. Praise God. We're free to do that. And I've done that. Pray for them. They obviously need them. Lord, I just pray that you bless them, you know. Bless them, Lord. Just totally bless them. Hopefully we see them here at Excite. Don't want to know who they are, but... <laughs> bless them, Lord. Amen. Pray for everyone, for all our leaders. See, it's hard to put someone down when you're praying for them. It's hard to feel negative towards someone when you're praying for them. If you have an argument with your spouse or your spouse has an argument with you, well, just pray for them. Just pray for them. Start to pray. What a difference it makes. What do you see? What do you see? See, in the Old Testament, they had prophets. God spoke to the nation through prophets. Do you know they were called seers? S-E-E-R-S. Seers. It's all about what you see. What you see is often what you get. Change your glasses, because if you're seeing Jesus and you're doing that one thing and having faith and just believing in Him, you'll see the glory of God. Rod was praying about it this morning in the pre-service uh, communion and prayer time. Looking out his window in the morning and just seeing the glory of God in the trees. And the flowers and the bird, everything. Wherever you look, you see the glory of God. Seeing the glory of God shining out of people. What do you see? Come on, look at, uh, look at our um, MPs. Look at our um, Prime Minister. See the glory of God there. 
Start to declare. Be a seer and speak out. Pro- prophesy and speak their future into being. He spoke through seers. I was looking at our website yesterday. And you know what it says there? It says, we see a child as tomorrow's leader. Is that what you see when you look at a child? Or do you see a naughty little brat? Yeah? Because if that's what you see, that's what they'll be. Okay? What do you see? We see a child as tomorrow's leader. We see a church family that is deeply committed, loving and caring, among who the broken and lonely find refuge, new hope and belonging. Bring them in, Lord. What do you see? What do you see? We see a community being impacted and served as the gospel is demonstrated in a powerful, life-transforming and loving way. That's what we see. And fourthly, we see a country serving God with a heritage of honor, integrity, and character. That is what we see. That is what we proclaim. What do you see? What do you see? You know, it's just so interesting. I I found the journey through life with the Lord so interesting. I come from a very conservative background. Uh, I used to be quite very conservative. God has transformed my thinking so much in my journey through this life. You know, we're in Australia and we meet up with this atheist. We totally hit it off with an atheist. Serious. And his wife. You want to ask Chloe about it? They had four kids. You know, then they wanted to pick us up on their boat outside the motel at the marina. So we get picked up and we go up to this fabulous uh, restaurant, the best one they've got. This guy's a multimillionaire. He's got quarries and he owns vineyards and he builds skyscrapers and you name it. And there was lobster. There was like, they put on this lunch that was just out of this world. Out of this world. We've invited them to come over to New Zealand. But he told me he was an atheist. But what do you see? I actually chuckled a bit, really, when he told me that. I said, Craig, I'm not going to ask you what that means, mate. I'm not going to ask you what that means. That's, that's all good. But I will, hopefully he'll come out to New Zealand. I think he will. If he does, I know that I see that he'll come along to excite. I, I see that we'll actually introduce him to the Lord. There's no such thing as a, an atheist anyway. God doesn't believe in atheists. Actually, I directed him to our website, so he's probably going to listen to this message. Hallelujah. Craig, you're not an atheist, brother. (laughs) What do you see? Because what you see is what you get. I want us to pray for our nation just before we go into this last song. Ruth and Aaron, let's get up and let's just pray for our nation. And we're just going to pass the mic from one to the next. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you have honored us, Lord Jesus. You have come to where we were. You saw value in us. You have honored us. And we want to honor one another this morning. We want to honor the people in our nation. We want to honor our prime minister. We see a prime minister, a John Key, a man of integrity, a man of honor, a man that sticks to his word. Father, we, we want to honor our MPs. We want to honor our mayor. We want to honor the police as they do their job and their duty, Father. Father, we honor all people this morning and we just pray for them that you would just touch their lives, that they would stand up and be counted in the days in which we live in, that they would actually have their eyes directed to the Lord Himself and come to that place of believing and drawing their resources and their strength from you, our God. Thank you. 
Father, we just thank you that you are God over everything. And Father, you are a supernatural God. And Father, we know that because you are supernatural, that when there is ever a problem, you start with something small and you turn it into something big. Father, we are a small nation in in many nations of the world. We are a small nation, but we are the land of the long white cloud. And Father, we know that you have big dreams for our nation, that you have big things for us as the people of God. And so, Father, we are believing by honor and faith that you are going to do great things within our government. You are going to do great things within this nation of New Zealand, Father. And we thank you even for our national anthem because it glorifies you. And Father, may you long preserve our national anthem because it's sung by people who don't even know God. It's sung that you are over our nation, Father, at rugby matches and wherever our national anthem is sung, Father, your name is glorified. So we just thank you, Father, for our MPs and as Paul has prayed for each one, for our police, for those who are placed in authority over us, we just declare a righteous government, righteous police. For those within our town, Winston Peters, Father, we just pray for salvation to come to him, Father. We pray for salvation for John Key, for salvation within the government, for salvation within those in authority that you've placed over us, in the police, the fire brigade, ambulance staff, Father. We just thank you for them because they have been placed there to keep us safe. And we and you have said in that book when we in Timothy, when we pray for them, Father, because when we pray for them, it brings peace and it shall be well for us. So Father, we just thank you for the peace over our land. Father, we thank you that ISIS is not in control. You are in control, Father, and we trust you for our future because you hold our future and you only have good things for us. So we thank you for safety and protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the people that you have placed in authority in our lives. Lord, we see that they represent you. Lord Jesus, that they're your servants, Lord. And we thank you for your word, Lord Jesus, that is a word that honors others, Lord Jesus. We pray that we would have your heart and your mind, Lord Jesus, that it would be easy for us to praise. Lord, let it be hard for us to be negative, Lord Jesus, because of who you are in our lives. Lord, that let our mouths be filled with praise, Lord, that we would uplift, Lord, our bosses, Lord, that we would encourage them. Lord, we would speak words of life. Lord, that we would have an understanding of the power our words carry, Lord Jesus. Lord, you have given us words, Lord, so that we could create like you create. Lord, when we speak your word, there is creative power in it. Lord, when we declare your truth, Lord Jesus, things change in an instant. Lord Jesus, when we speak, there is healing, Lord. There is life. Lord Jesus, and we thank you that we have the opportunity to speak over leaders, Lord, so your favor can come through them, to them, and through them. And Lord, so we lift up every single person in New Zealand who is a leader, Lord. I, and we're talking right from people, Lord Jesus, that are, are just fathers, even leaders in their home, Lord Jesus, right up to John Key, who runs the country, Lord, and, and leaders of huge businesses, Lord, and we speak your favor over them, Lord Jesus. Lord, that they would walk into relationship with you. Lord, give them your wisdom, Lord, so the decisions they make, Lord Jesus, benefit, Lord, all those around them. 
Lord, and we just speak your, your, your blessing, Lord, over them. Lord, we, we thank you that you want to have relationship with them. And Lord, we pray that as we honor them, Lord Jesus, that you would open up, Lord, and unlock blessing in their lives. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand up and worship our Lord, eh? Let's go.